Welcome to the Doc Washburn Show. We're so thankful that you joined us today. It's Tuesday, May the 10th, and I'm Donnie Copeland sitting in for Doc Washburn. Doc is on the uh, trail, uh, campaign trail running for governor of the state of Arkansas. And uh, man, we're just so glad to have you here today and uh, sit back and enjoy a good show today. We're brought to you by Red River Your Way, Justin Minton Law, My Family Health Plan, and then Edwards Jones Investing, uh, specifically Jonathan Presswood, turn my power on, and then we have our Red River Tweet of the Day. We're so thankful uh, that you've decided to join us. Looking forward to a good show. A lot going on out there, and uh, just want to encourage you uh, to stay vigilant, stay uh, positive. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff happening in the midst of the turmoil, and the trouble, you know, it's amazing that the left calls us the party of insurrection, the party of violence, the party of, you know, guns. Uh, but they're the ones that are gathered outside of uh, Supreme Court justices' uh, homes trying to intimidate them uh, when it comes to Roe v. Wade, which, uh, is totally and completely uh, insane in, in so many ways. One, because Roe v. Wade uh, will be decided at, at the individual state level. And so, um, you know, a lot of this is just a lack of basic understanding of, uh, of law. And then, a, as Will Rogers would say, you know, common sense is just not very common anymore. Uh, but be that as it may, we're so thankful that you joined us, so thankful to have you today. Thankful to everybody that is being a part of the show uh, on this Tuesday, May the 10th. Uh, early voting started in Arkansas, about uh, in your uh, particular state. We started uh, early voting, uh, a lot of people getting out and voting for DOC. I think we're going to have a great, uh, a great turnout and a great response. He's on the road uh I talked to him, I guess, about 1 or 2 o'clock this morning, and uh, he was leaving uh, somewhere. They'd stayed and talked to people after the event and uh, and ha have to get up uh, or had to get up this morning uh, for an event, like at 8. So they were going to probably get in the bed at 3 or 4 and then be up at, at uh, 8 a.m., today so long day and, and so it's really hard and, and being on the road so much really hard for him to stop and do the podcast uh, at this present time so uh, but we're going to get back on track and just again thank you for joining us I want to talk to you tonight about something I think is very fascinating uh, you know and the, the old saying is that um, th th what we learn from history is that men they don't learn from history and then we've heard another analogy about history and that is history repeats itself and Man, nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, and I was thinking about Glenn Youngkin. I believe it was maybe Jack Posobiec or someone was talking about Glenn Youngkin. And uh, this is kind of his moment to see what he would do uh, in this process, uh, him being the governor of Virginia. And uh, I wouldn't say every one of them, but most, I believe, of the Supreme Court justices. I, I didn't look that up. I meant to before I uh, uh, started the podcast. But uh, I believe at least a majority of the Supreme Court justices, I know the ones that are being focused on right now, Alito specifically, uh, uh, lives in Virginia. And so there's people 
you know, ganging up at, at their house uh, and uh, trying to intimidate them. And that's all this is, is just, uh, you know, it's pure uh, left-wing left intimidation. That's, that's the bottom line. Um, and so it is imperative that we understand, and I'm not going to, you know, you'll see it. You'll see it a million times over the last uh, next few days. But uh, it is clear in Virginia law that it is against the law to intimidate uh, any justice when it comes to a proceeding that is before them. Uh, and so uh, a lot of, even the White House is making this argument that, well, it's peaceful. It doesn't matter if it's peaceful. One, it's at their home, so it's not an appropriate place. Just like I couldn't come and protest at your home and and interrupt your your natural course of life, uh, and neither can they do that. But as you well know, there are two uh, judicial systems. There's ju uh, dual judicial systems in America: one for the left and one for the right. Uh, the laws apply to the right, uh, so. You can be AOC and all of her cronies, and you can sit in Nancy Pelosi's office and refuse to leave, and uh, you get a pat on the head, and you get a cookie, and you get sent away. Uh, if you are uh, the people that were invited, by the way, you can go look at the uh, the video if you like. The people were invited into the Capitol, and uh, and those people were arrested, and they've been in jail for four over 400 days. Uh, without any bail. So that is your dual judicial system at work in America. And uh, and believe me, folks, that is not an accident. The, the fact that uh, people on the left are routinely uh, pampered, uh, i.e. BLM, burned down city after city, very few of those people uh, have received any uh, punishment for that whatsoever. Uh, very few arrests. Uh, especially compared to January the 6th. And so uh, you'll see this over and over. So what, what the intention is by the left is to incite violence by the right. So we continually are uh, accused of being extremists and being violent, but look who, um, look who perpetrate, perpetrates the, the violence. Um, always remember this about the left. The left will always accuse the right of what they're doing. Uh, so when the left accuses the right of stealing votes or dis disenfranchising uh, voters, that's exactly what they do. They steal votes and dis disenfranchise voters. You know where they learned that? You know who was the master at uh, blaming someone for something? And they would do it louder and stronger uh, when they were being accused. And that was Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was the master. He was the one that taught the left how to accuse while being accused. And, uh, well, let me back up. Uh, how to accuse others uh, while actually perpetrating a crime or, uh, you know, some, some mischief, if you will. And so, but uh, in, in, in the vein of the, uh, the uh, Supreme Court and, and this whole, Thing that is going on, all, thing that is going on. All this is is an attempt uh, to intimidate. <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> to intimidate uh, the Supreme Court into not making um, this this ruling. And it may work. Who knows? It may very well work. And then if it does, uh, but it's not the first time. That's what that's what they did with Obamacare. Um, 
you know, make no mistake about it. If you go back and look, it wasn't quite as pronounced. It wasn't marching the streets uh, at Justice's homes. Uh, if it was, it was very limited. But there was some intimidation. There was some, 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 uh, you know, kind of short rattling of if this happens, so and so is going to take place, and so forth and so on. But make no st- mistake about it. Uh, the spineless. Uh, Justice Roberts, that was the reason uh, that he caved uh, on the Obamacare mandate uh, was because he was afraid of, and and I think if I remember right, he even said as much, had nothing to do about the rule of law, had nothing to do about the Commerce Clause because the law was on the side uh, of those that were, uh, had made case against Obamacare. Uh, it was overreach. It was uh, in violation of the Constitution, of the Commerce Clause specifically. He simply did it because he wanted to keep peace. And, folks, when you do that, you, you cannot. Listen, if someone murders somebody, say, well, there will be a riot if, if we arrest them, and then you've lost your way. And uh, if, if this happens, and I, I, I don't know what will happen, but I would not be surprised whatsoever uh, if they cave and they end up not voting uh, five to three as in t- as originally reported, uh, ended up being five four, or if it ended up being uh, you know four four and thus uh, not being overturned, um, I-, I would not be surprised whatsoever. Uh, and and if that happens, uh, then then we might as well disband the the Supreme Court. Uh, and we might as well just junk the judicial system uh, pretty much as a whole. And you see this uh, all over the United States. You have, uh, whether it be George Soros or whoever it is, I, I don't know that for sure, but I've heard that. Uh, but when you have prosecutors like in Seattle, prosecutors like in Los Angeles, prosecutors in big city after big city who refuses to refuses to prosecute people who uh, are storming stores and just taking everything out of the stores and uh, killing people and whatever else is happening, um, then we've got, you know, we've got anarchy, and it's uh, it's not good, not good at all. So, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, as, as our dear beloved and uh, passed on Rush uh, used to say, let not your heart be troubled. We're, you know, we're going to get through this. Uh, things are going to get better. I promise you that. We'll have some dark days, and we're going to have better days after the dark days. Uh, that is for sure. I want to come, come back uh, here in just a moment, and I want to talk about uh, this Glenn Youngkin situation, the, the new governor of, Cal- of, of Virginia. And I want to parallel what is about to happen in uh, Virginia with the Supreme Court justices and all the protests at their homes and these massive protests and, and rioters and, and violent people versus uh, 1969 uh, and Ronald Reagan at the University of California at Berkeley when he was governor of California. So we'll come back here in just a moment, and uh, we're going to talk about it. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including 
Your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options. You have complete control over it. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton... Make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt of the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. All right. I want to talk about the parallel between Glenn Youngkin, that's the new governor of Virginia, and then in 1969, uh, the riot that happened at the University of California at Berkeley. Uh, And I wonder, (coughs) excuse me, I wonder if um, that Glenn Youngkin had any idea when he was aspiring to be the governor of Virginia he had any idea that uh, he would ever in his, those are two-year terms in Virginia, in his two-year term, whether it be one or two terms, I think they can serve two terms is the most they can serve, total of four years, two, two-year terms. Did he ever dream that he would come to this moment in any of his tenure, uh, or at least if he were to come to a situation like this, would it be this soon? Uh, and, and you know, uh, there is an old saying that says, that, you know, great men are ready for the moments that visit them. And uh, Glenn Youngkin has one of those moments. Now, 
Uh, I'm not entirely convinced. Uh, probably a lot of it is because just my uh, experience of being, you know, uh, set up to be let down when it comes to politicians and what their intentions are and how actually conservative they are, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we're going to know pretty soon. You know, and that's the that's the neat thing. Uh, and I was talking to someone today that's kind of going through some things in life. And I said, you know, what what these things in life do, and, and for you, uh, you and I the, uh, that are listening to this podcast and for myself, uh, when things happen in life, what they really do is they define who you really are. You see, you and I think we know who we are until we have obstacles and opposition and we have things happen in our lives. And and uh, th- there's an old saying that says that, you know, uh, problems motivate leaders and it depresses followers. Uh, and, and this really, uh, I think, though, is universal with the human experience, whether you're a leader or a follower, is that uh, it is so important when you have uh, moments of clarity and moments of challenge in your life that you you embrace it and not run from it and that's not that's easier said than done i I totally understand that and so uh, I, I want to kind of do several things here uh, as we kind of make the parallel between Glenn Youngkin and, and Ronald Reagan and uh, and quite a few observations I want to make here over the next few minutes and one of those being that Glenn Youngkin, as governor of Virginia, uh, is getting ready to be defined. And he'll be defined, you know, because he can go in and he could ignore, as he has done heretofore, and he has made statements, you know, and said, you know, we're going to work with the Federal Bureau of Investigation. We're going to work with the, uh, with the state police. Uh, and we're going to work with the Supreme Court police and, and so forth. Uh, and, and, make sure that the Supreme Court justices are safe. Uh, and that's fine. I mean, that that's wonderful. That's good. Uh, but that's not enough. And, and, and I'm, I'm sure that's not all he said. So I'm not, I'm not picking on that. So I want to make sure of that uh, here. Uh, but it's not enough for them to make the, the Supreme Court justices safe. It's not enough that Supreme Court justices are not injured or are, God forbid, killed by these mobs of, of insane people who have have either, uh, you know, are in, uh, ill-informed or just are so crazed that they can't think straight and uh, realize that, you know, if they, most of them come probably from, I would assume, from liberal states, and abortion is not going to change in their state. It's still going to be legal in their state. But uh, listen, that's the one thing that you need to understand about the left. And that's what the GOP, that's what the Republicans do not understand about the left. See, Republicans want to believe what they believe and let Democrats believe what they believe. But that's not how it works. The Democrats do not want to believe what they believe and you believe what you believe. They want to believe what they believe. And then they want to impose what they believe on you. And uh, Republicans can't get that. They think, well, you know, uh, we'll just do our thing over here and they'll do their thing over here. No. And and Rush Limbaugh said this for years. The the left's 
desire and the less goal is to destroy you and to eliminate you and to make you extinct as the right. That is their goal. And if you don't make that your goal to make the left extinct, to make it uh, no longer viable, make it a, put it in the dustbin of history, if that is not your goal, then you will be defeated. You, you need to understand that. And, uh, and I need to understand that. I'm not talking about you personally, but we as Republicans or we as conservatives, and a lot of us on here, we don't necessarily, we may vote Republican, but we're more independent or whatever. Uh, but that is the goal of the left. The goal of the left is imposing you. That's what the baking the cake in Oregon was all about. It wasn't about, they could have gone to anybody and had a cake baked. They were going to make that guy bake that cake. They were going to make them agree with him. That's what the whole thing is about abortion. That's what it's about gay rights. You know, it's not enough that if you want to, if you want to be a man, if you're a man, you want to sleep, you know, hang out with a man from a romantic level, man, knock yourself out. But don't impose that on me. You know, if you're a woman, you want to, you know, uh, that's that's immoral. It's ungodly. It's it's not sustainable socially. But if that's what you want to do, you know, knock yourself out. But that's not enough for them. They they want to impose that on you. They want to make you say it's okay. That that's the bottom line. You have to say it's okay. You have to agree. You have to embrace it. What a lot of Republicans don't understand is once you embrace it and you stay on the right, they're not going to be satisfied. If if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. If if the uh, if the law enforcement agencies of, of uh, here in, at this point, uh, and I'm not sure about, I know there are a few. I think in suburban Maryland, I'm talking about Supreme Court justices. Most of those in Virginia. But if law enforcement lets them hang out and, and holler and scream all through the night and disrupt the, the, the neighborhood of, of these Supreme Court, Supreme Court justices and the surrounding neighbors, then they've already lost. And I keep hearing this, uh, you know, and, and that's something that Rush, uh, again, I, I've referred to him several times here today, uh, but maybe, I, you know, I, I miss him all the time, but I miss him more sometimes than others. And since I've been sitting in for Doc, I really miss him because I, you know, while I really, really uh, admire and, and uh, you know, and, and try to emulate a lot of what Doc does, uh, you know, and Doc will tell you the, the consummate professional uh, that we all would like to uh, in some way emulate is uh, the one and only L. Rushbow. And, you know, and, and he said that, you know, the, the left is going to make you, make you care, make you agree. That's what their goal is. And uh, you have to understand that. You have to know that. And so, you know, but you got to look for the little tidbits. And that's what Rush taught us. You got to look for the, the innuendos and, and what's being said. And, and what I picked up on right off and just reading a few articles about it. Uh, in show prep for today was Glenn Youngkin said we're going to keep the Supreme Court justices safe. You know, we're going we're committed to keeping them safe. That's not enough. That's not enough. Uh, you cannot have these people protesting at Supreme Court justices' homes or uh, at, you know near their office. 
because that's intimidation. This is not about free speech. This is about intimidation. It's in the law. It's codified, codified in the law in the state of Virginia. Somebody tweeted out, and, and I'm sure they meant well, so I'm not I'm not attacking them. But they said, well, you know, in, in you know, in in all uh, transparency or something like that, or you know, uh, you know, uh, what they say, uh, all uh, you know, in all fairness or something like that. Uh, you know, it, it's federal issue. No, it's not. It's a that's a state statute. That's a state law. And I believe they tweeted Jack Posobiec, and and he all he did is just sent the law, and it's right there. You cannot protest in front of us uh, any judge's home because you're intimidating. You got a thousand people out there with torches and signs. Good night. So let's look at um, the difference. And I'm not saying I'm not I'm not even saying that Glenn Youngkin's not going to do a good job, but uh, or, or you know he's going to just lay down because I don't know that I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes, that's for sure. But hey, when you uh, when you get the job, I mean that's that, that's part of it. And uh, you know, if it were easy, everybody'd be doing it, right? But. Uh, I mean, this this riot in uh, in Berkeley in 1969 that defined Ronald Reagan because the 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 country was in such unrest and people wanted strong leadership. And listen, you can have strong leadership and not be totalitarian, be a dictator, you know, unduly hurt people, or, or you know, use excessive force or whatever. Uh, you use the force necessary relation, re, relative to the situation. Uh, and so I'm certainly not, uh, I, I'm not advocating for whatsoever uh, that you go out there with stun guns and, you know, batons and, you know, hitting people in the back of the leg and pistol whipping them or whatever to get them out of Justice Alito's front yard uh, or off of his street. Uh, so, you know, it, but but I, I think what you do is say, hey, uh, we're giving you 30 minutes to get out. If you don't get out in 30 minutes, we're arresting you, and uh, and and give them the law, and uh, and and take them to jail. Hey, I got an idea. Uh, would this not be insurrection? Why don't we just treat them? Let's just treat them like we did, like we have the pol- the political prisoners from January the sixth. They are. Infringing upon uh, elected, not elected, but appointed officials by federal officials, they are in, they are um, interfering in in, in govern the, the duties of government. So let's just man, that's easy. Man, we fix that in one night. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week, or at least tomorrow. Just joking. We're gonna stay here a little while longer. Um, but but Reagan, I, I want to kind of go through this tonight. I, I'm sorry today, um, and and look at this. Um, you know, Reagan was governor in 1969. Uh, he actually uh, th- this rally it was huge, and of course it was during the you know uh, I, I, I believe it was during the uh, right at the end of the Vietnam War, <coughs> and. Uh, they put up fencing and 
uh, it all it, it 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 really got bad, and then three thousand people it turned you know showed up. Uh, they started marching down, uh, but it was Telegraph Avenue towards the park, and uh, then there was that was on Wednesday. And then by Thursday, uh, became known as Bloody Thursday. Three students punctured, had suffered punctured lungs, another a shattered leg. Thirteen people were hospitalized with shotgun wounds. One police officer was stabbed. Then James Rector, who was watching the right from a rooftop, was shot by police gunfire, and he died four days later. So one person died as a result of that uh, riot, and it was somebody who was a bystander. Uh, fascinating. Uh, you only get this stuff on, on the Doc Washburn Show, uh, but fascinating tidbit about that riot at Berkeley was uh, at the request of the Berkeley mayor, Governor Ronald Reagan declared a state of emergency, sent 2,200 National Guard troops into, the, into, into Berkeley. He almost had as many National Guard troops as they did rioters. Some of these guardsmen were even Cal students. Listen to this. At least one young man had participated in the riots. He had been shot by the police, gotten patched up, and then returned to his dorm to find a notice to report for guard duty. And the following day, approximately 1,000 people were arrested, 200 people were booked for felonies, and 500 people were taken to the Santa Rita Jail. And that's what needs to happen here, is you need to tell these people, and I don't mean the, the, the shooting and the, the rioting, but what needs to happen. You say, look, you know, we're going to give you, th you know, not, not tomorrow, not next week, because that gives them more time to intimidate. No, we're, we're going to give you... Uh, 30 minutes, uh, get your stuff, and get down the road. And uh, don't want to see you back here. If you come back here, you're going to be arrested. Set up barricades and uh, around that. Here's my thing. Why didn't you already have barricades set up? You know, you've known about this now for, what, five or seven days? Why didn't you keep this away from their homes? I don't understand that. And uh, And so... Uh, you know, uh, he, here's the bottom line. If Glenn Youngkin, uh, he may, after this is over, he may not want anything to do with politics or any other position. Uh, but I know this, that if he does have aspirations that go beyond the go the governorship of, of Virginia, uh, this, this is going to define him. It's going to make him or break him. It's going to be his Berkeley moment. And it's going to be how he handles it. And how you could have handled it, you know, it's, it's almost too late when you've got hundreds, if not a thousand, thousands of people that are already on the street, and now you're going to have, you know, and they want to fight. They want uh, to, to, you know, the cameras on them. They, they want to be, um, you know, spectacles, talking about the protesters. Uh, so the way, I believe the way you, you should have done this personally is you should have uh, seen it coming and said, wait a minute, first thing we got to do, we've got to protect, you know, the homes of of the Supreme Court justices and then their families, uh, extended families, and and blocked off streets and, and did the things that needed to be done. So now you got to deal with it after the fact, and I think that's going to be more difficult, definitely, uh, than before. But this is going to be Glenn Youngkin's moment, uh, and it, the, the, if you can dispel this, take care of it, uh, uh, even negotiate uh, with the people that are involved in it and say, look, you know, we don't want to, 
uh, <coughs> excuse me, we don't want to arrest you, but uh, we're going to. Uh, if uh, if that's you know if that's what we need to do, that's certainly what we're going to do. Um, and we're going to give you this much time. If it doesn't happen, uh, that that's that's exactly what's going to take place. Uh, but that didn't happen, and so we'll see what what takes place place after this. But uh, uh, it's a mess, uh, and it's uh, you know it's probably not going to get better. But listen, uh, when you are uh, you're basically undoing something that should have never been done. You're actually undoing something that has been going on now for 49 years. Started in 1973, Roe v. Wade where you imposed uh, abortion on states, uh, which is in direct violation of, of, the, of the whole meaning of federalism. Uh, and the states should have had the individual right to make those rights. You would not be in this mess today if the, if the federal government or the Supreme Court would have not made the, uh, the mistake to rule that uh, abortion could be imposed on every state. And so this this is only right uh, that it be done that way. Because the founders, that, that was their uh, vision, that if you wanted this, you know, knock yourself out. Uh, but, uh, you know, not, it didn't have to be in every state. So it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out. And uh, we'll certainly keep a, keep a watch on it and see what happens from here, I uh, have a couple of more of our sponsors that we want to get to, uh, and then we're going to jump right into. Want to talk to you about the midterms. Got some news for you, and uh, man, it's it's good stuff. Uh, the midterms are not going to be good uh, for Democrats, and it's going to be just as bad for the establishment. And so, looking forward to that. And uh, what's going to take place? Uh, so we got a couple of um, uh, couple of uh, advertisements here for you, and then we're going to jump right into this. Just give us just here, just give us a second. We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high co-pays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says Schedule Call Now. You click on the red button, you book a free consultation with my friend Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, affordable plans Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance 
at myfamilyhealthplan.com. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else. Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401K or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend Jonathan Presswood today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501 503-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. All right, all right. Uh, thank you so much, man. Again, so glad to have you on this uh, great Tuesday, May the tenth. Uh, if you're in Arkansas, don't forget early voting has started, so make sure that you get there and and uh, get that going on. Uh, if you live in another state, uh, which many, many, most of you do, in fact, uh, we have as many or more people outside of Arkansas that we do than in Arkansas. Uh, make sure that you find out when. Your early voting uh, starts. Go ahead and get out there and get your vote in. Uh, and I think it's going to be a it's going to be a really really good time for uh, uh, the conservatives. Uh, I think it's going to be a really bad time for uh, Democrats, and that's what we want, right? Uh, and what we don't want is the same old, same old. We don't want the same old thing happening over and over again. That seems like uh, always happens is when we uh, do our best to try to uh, change things in our society. We get the same thing over and over again. And uh, it just seems like uh, over and over we people promise to be conservative and then they don't do that at all. And uh, we end up with the same thing over and over again. But I think this time is going to be different. I really do. I've got some great news for you here in just a moment. I want to play you just a little something here. And the trouble on the way is for the Republican establishment. There is a bad 
moon arising. I got a call today, and I can't divulge a lot because, uh, uh, and I, I wish I could. I'll, I'll get to talk about it maybe, uh, or I will a after the fact, and uh, we'll we'll have them on the show. Uh, but there's some good stews, good, really good stuff brewing uh, for a lot of uh, a lot of candidates, and uh, we have candidates. Uh, I know I'm personally involved, obviously, with Doc Washburn's campaign, and we're working really hard there, making some great headway, uh, building some ph phenomenal relationships, and all over the state, and uh, got this just huge. Uh, band of, of uh, workers and donors and uh, making some real headway. And then uh, I'm working with uh, several House of Representative candidates. One actually is running against the majority leader of the Arkansas House of uh, Representatives because the guys voted for just about every tax increase there is. And he is the majority leader, not the, not the speaker, but the majority leader of the House. And so you know, got to change it. And uh, somebody said, man, you don't want to go against the speaker, uh, you know, the majority leader. And uh, yeah, I do. If, if he doesn't vote right, you know, if he votes, if he votes the way he promised he would, uh, 100%. I mean, I'm with him. I'll, I'll help him. Uh, but not in this case. I'm, I'm, I'm going uh, with my guy, Greg Bland. And uh, I believe Greg Bland is going to get to a runoff. And if Greg Bland gets to a runoff, I think we're going to beat Marcus Richmond. Um, Bruce Emerson, I'm supporting Bruce Emerson. Got on the phone today, raising some money for Bruce Emerson. And uh, uh, so I'm not just, you know, my main uh, focus is helping Doc. And uh, we're working, you know, uh, not just myself and, and uh, uh, Scott, and, and, uh, and but we've got a huge band of people that are working, you know, tirelessly. Uh, Marvin was with Doc 2 o'clock in the morning. I mean, Marvin's an early to bed guy. He's two o'clock in the morning driving down the road with Doc. You know his life has been turned upside down. Uh, but all of this is listen. We we have to. Uh, you hear me say this a lot. If it were easy, everybody be doing it. Uh, but somebody's got to be involved. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to work. Somebody's got to put forth the effort. Uh, and uh, it's it, I enjoy it. I enjoy helping other people. I have been in office. I have ran for office. I much, much prefer doing this. I, I ten times. I actually enjoy this. I enjoy campaigns. I enjoy the strategy. I enjoy the the challenge, uh, even the competitiveness of it. I enjoy all of that. The one part I don't enjoy is is being the candidate. I just, I, you know, I'd rather be behind the scenes. I'd rather be the guy helping the guy. And I, I get a tremendous amount of, of, of satisfaction from helping people. Just being on the phone today, trying to raise money for Bruce and, and for Greg, Bruce um, Emerson and, and Greg Bland. And so uh, go to their websites. Go to uh, Bruce Emerson for Arkansas uh, and then Greg Bland for Arkansas. Uh, you can look them up, give them, uh, give them a few bucks and, uh, and then go to electdocwashburn.com. Drop a few bucks on Doc. Uh, even if you can give five, ten, if you can give a hundred, even better. Um, and I'm going to tell you something, and you may not believe this. I'm going to get to the Bad Moon Rising here in just a minute. 
but you may not believe this, but when we get those five and ten dollar donations, those mean so much because I realize, you know, that you know, and not that the hundred and the thousand we got we got a thousand dollar donation today online. Uh, we routinely get five hundred dollar donations. We get uh, that that's what's so exciting about this uh, that this campaign is people from all over uh, are giving to us, but primarily it's Arkansas. Uh, but we get people from all over giving, and that five dollars means the world because I know that's somebody that probably that was gas money. That was you know that was important to them, uh, and not that the five hundred or thousands not. A lot of people made huge sacrifices to do that as well, and so uh, we are very very uh, thankful and uh, just tremendously fulfilled seeing what is happening now. The bad moon rising is that there's going to be some establishment candidates. There's going to be some favorites. There's going to be some people that um, are uh, favored to be the person. Uh, and some of them have even already been in office. Some of them have not been in office, but they're switching offices or whatever. And they're going to lose. They're going to lose big. Uh, we're going to see a race here in Arkansas. That's being ran by a guy with a you know a fraction of the money, and and he's just gonna he's gonna boat race uh, the the incumbent, uh, and it's gonna be glorious. But and the reason it's gonna be glorious, and, you know, because I don't I don't take any satisfaction in somebody just losing to be losing. It's gonna be glorious because you got people who campaign and say you know I'm conservative. I'm gonna close that border. No, you're not. You. you you didn't, you haven't, you're not. And quit saying it. Nobody believes it. You don't even believe it. Nobody around you believes it. Uh, so just just stop. Quit saying it. Uh, you know, uh, say you're not going to do it, and people have more respect for it than you're saying you are when you don't do it. Uh, that, that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, hey, I'd rather you say you wasn't going to do it, and you do it. He said, who's more justified? The guy that says, no, I'm not going to do that, and he does it. Then the guy says, I'm going to do that, and he doesn't do it. He said, the guy that the guy that does, uh, not says, is the guy that, you know, gets the reward. And uh, and so we're, we're going to see, we, you know, there's a bad moon rising for some folks. Got some news today about some help is on the way. And uh, so I, I can't say any more than that. I've said more probably than I need to say. Even though you won't know everything going on here, uh, it, it's going to be good. And it's not just in Arkansas. There's there is uh, help coming in other uh, uh, states, uh, and there are. I, I'm going to tell you, there is a groundswell. Something that we're seeing is a groundswell, not only of people that typically vote in primaries. See, here's what happens typically in a primary: is in a primary, whoever has the most money, and they just stay on TV, and they make all the, you know, they make all the promises. Well, and I'll give you a great example, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And, and I use Sarah, yes, because Doc is in that race, but I use her because she worked for Donald Trump. And she, she was the darling of the right only because she stood so strong for President Trump. And we all were very thankful for that. And thought, you know, man, that's great. Uh, I never really liked her as an individual. She didn't seem like a person that you, that was super likable. And I don't know her personally, but she just didn't. 
and she may prove to be a very likable person. I don't know. But um, uh, bottom line was we're like, oh, man, she's going to be great. And then as soon as she leaves the White House, uh, you know, she starts campaigning and fundraising with Mike Pence. Thought, wait a minute. And then after her two uh, original oppositions dropped out, <coughs> she, excuse me, she um, endorsed French Hill and John Bozeman, both who were uh, very strong Donald Trump detractors and, and, and criticized President Trump. It's like, wait a minute, what's going on? And that's, that's how uh, Dot Washburn got in the race to begin with. And so, you know, she'll go on TV and all and talk about, I'm going to fight against the Joe Biden agenda, and I'm going to fight against this. But when the Supreme Court in Arkansas comes out and says, look, uh, we side with the Bentonville School District. They can mask your kids anytime they want to, and there's not a thing you can do about it. it it's been, what, 20 days, and she hadn't said a peep and not going to say anything. You know why she's not going to say anything? Because Walmart's not going to let her say anything. Tyson Foods is not going to let her say anything. Chamber of Commerce is not going to let her say anything. All the big donors from California and Chicago and, and uh, the East Coast, West Coast, uh, all, all over, they're not going to let her say anything. All the big money donors, the Stevens, uh, billionaires from here and the, and the Waltons, they're not going to let her say anything. Uh, 2,000 Mules comes out. Doc Washburn goes to 2,000 Mules and stands up and, and, and speaks at the end of it. Gets a standing ovation, and people are just excited about him being there. He stays for an hour afterwards talking to people and uh, signing stuff and just taking pictures. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the woman who worked for Donald Trump, and the movie is about Donald Trump's election being stolen from him and the American people, and to this day, Sarah Huckabee Sanders has not said a word about 2,000 mules. Now watch this, but Republicans uh, supposedly would go out in mass and vote for her because she's been on the TV, she's been on radio, she's been uh, on, in the newspaper or wherever else that $14 million to get you nonstop for a year and a half. But see, there's something different happening this time. And that is that these Republican voters, because typically what's ha what happens is Republican voters in, in general, you have, a, you have 25, 30% that really looks at it. Uh, they're looking at who's the most conservative, who's the consistent conservative. But, but the other 70% just, oh, man, her family looks nice. His family looks nice. I mean, I got, they got a nice home. Oh, look at that old blue car French Hill's driving. Man, he must be a man of the people. And, uh, and and so they'll go vote, and, and they say, well, I don't know who, who, I've never heard of this other guy, so I'm going to vote. And they know the guy they're voting for, the lady they're voting for, they know they've not been conservative, but they don't know the other one, so they vote for the devil they, don't, they do know over the devil they don't know, so to speak. And that's exactly what happens. That That's why typically, but there's something different going on. I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't know how profound it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to get Doc over the top or not. Uh, we may see, you know, him end up with what typically uh, an insurgent type candidate uh, ends up with. I don't know. But I do know this for a fact, that in races where 
uh, a more conservative candidate is able to get the word out and people know about them and people are doing their research. See, because a lot of this is not about uh, a guy getting enough money because uh, an insurgent or a conservative is never going to have as much money as a establishment candidate because the money is going to follow the establishment candidate because the people giving the establishment candidate the money needs him or her to be in office to get their agenda pushed through. And so, and then people typically don't give. That's why I encourage you, go on there. Listen, if a million people gave $5 to a insurgent or to a conservative candidate that's not owned by the people, you would have a revolution of, of conservatism. Because now you would have conserv true conservatives who have as much or more money and it's coming from the people and not from special interests. Somebody giving you $5 saying, hey, I need you to go up there and make sure that, you know, uh, all the, you know, pipe uh, electricians, uh, you know, that I've I got some advantage over all the other electricians. That's not going to happen. That's done by these big corporations. It says, hey, I'm giving you you know, $100,000 through a pack, but I need you to do this, this, and this when I need you to do it. And that's not how it works, by the way. They don't say, hey, I'm giving you 100000 but uh, I'm going to need you to do this, this, and this uh, for the 100000 That's not how it works. They they give you 100000 through this expenditure, this private expenditure, and uh, the, uh, you know, through a pack. And then when the race is over, their lobbying group comes to you and says, hey, we want to pass this bill. And they don't have to say, remember, we gave you $100,000. You know who gave you $100,000. <clears> you know there were some ads, ads that came out all of a sudden that you didn't buy, and they're against your uh, opponent or they're for you, and you, you have no clue where they came from. And then, But you will know because they'll come to you and say, hey, I need you to do this and that. You know, when I ran for state representative here in the state of Arkansas, I was running against an incumbent Democrat uh, in, in, a, in a swing district. And uh, I knocked every single door in that district uh, of, of anybody that ever voted for a Republican. And, uh, and actually, no, I voted. I actually knocked the doors of a lot of Democrats that, that had voted in Republican primary at least one time. And I won by two points. And but did you know? Uh, and and I, I stand corrected if if I'm remembering this wrong. But I'm I'm all but I know the part I'm getting ready to tell you is right. I got very. I think I may have gotten two thousand dollars from the Republican Party. Uh, but I didn't get any money from any legislators. I didn't get any money from any PACs. I didn't get any money from anybody that had. Republican, you know, interest. You know, when I got money from them, the morning after I won, they called me and said, hey, man, we want to do a fundraiser for you at at, at this restaurant because I won. I, I didn't have a primary, so I, I won in the, in the general. And they wanted to have a reception for me, and they raised like $7,000. The race was over. I had won. And so, you know what? I took their $7,000. You know what I did with the $7,000? I paid all the people that worked for me full-time 
that I wasn't able to pay because I didn't have any money. And I was able, and a lot of them took off their job. A lot of them sacrificed. A lot of them used their own fuel. And so I, I and I had a team at uh, 20, 30 people that worked for me. And so I, I reimbursed them for their fuel and I reimbursed them for their time lost on their jobs and, and, uh, and, and for helping me. And I had a couple of small, you know, campaign expenses I had to pay off, but that was it. But they raised money for me after the race was over. You know why? Because they would rather have, uh, as long as they're not a radical and just way out there, they'd rather, they they said, well, you know, the Democrat, I mean, the it's the Democrat in there, but, you know, she, you know, she's our colleague and blah, blah, blah. And um, that's what I'm talking about, this go along, get along attitude and, and uh, persona. And, and that's why Republicans are always on the losing end more often than they're not. Uh, we're going to come back at the end. I want to talk to you. I want to do uh, the tweet of the day. And then also I want to talk about Lori Lightfoot, the uh, mayor of Chicago, and her culture of death. You know, it's not enough that Lori Lightfoot has uh, just scores of young black men, uh, women, and even children being killed in mass in that. It's like a third world country in that city. It's not enough. No, she's up in the ante. There's not enough death in Chicago. There's, th she wants more death in Chicago. And we're going to talk about it here in just a moment when we come back. And I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux. Eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. You're outside central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. All right. Uh, I want to talk to you about Lori Lightfoot and her culture of death in uh, Chicago. Uh, it's, of course, well documented that there are literally hundreds of people dying in Chicago every week. Primarily, they are young black men that are dying at the hands of uh, gangs in a very violent nature. 
in that in that city. But you know, Lori Lightfoot, the uh, crazed liberal uh, mayor of the city of Chicago, is not. Uh, she's she's not satisfied. She's not satisfied. There's just not enough death for Lori. Uh, you know, Lori is 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 all about some death. She, uh, but but I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, that's kind of the dem- that's that's what Democrats are for, right? I mean, they are for, uh, uh, you know, uh, the uh, for abortion. That uh, they even are for uh, mercy killings. Obama even advocated for, you know, just letting grandma fade into the night if she's too old and her her uh, condition is terminal, then let's stop all efforts. I mean, they are the party of death. And so Lori is the, she's the poster child. She's, Beetlejuice is, is the, is the, is the, um, you know, the poster child for the Democratic Party. Uh, and, and not only physical death, Democrats, they kill everything they touch. Look at every major city. Look at Detroit, Democrat control. Uh, look at um, Chicago. Look at Baltimore. Look at Los Angeles. Look, you name it. You you name any major city that is riddled with crime and riddled with poverty and riddled with with gangs and riddled with violence. Democratic control. Why is that? Why do Democrats? What what is it about them? What happened? Don't think in my father's day. Uh, the Democrats in the 50s and 60s. I, I don't. I don't think uh, that that was the case. What happened? And and they they just become this um, this this culture of death. And Lori Lightfoot is the she's literally the poster child. Oh, and uh, but you haven't heard the latest. She's saying she wants to. Uh, you know, because Chicago's just bathing in money, right? I mean, they've got money. Look, Chicago's like every other major city, not just major city, uh, every state, the federal government, their pensions are in trouble. Their pensions are bankrupt. What, what are you talking about? What I'm talking about is they, all these old uh, retirees who paid in uh, to these pensions and were promised massive pensions, I'm talking about public pensions, from cities, from fire uh, fire and police, EMT, emergency responders, I guess we call them now. Um, and so they had these massive pensions that were paid into by these elderly, uh, elderly people now who are retired, and the unions guaranteed that. And the younger uh, workers now are paying to keep that up, but there there's too many people turning 65, and people are living longer. The ones that are supposed to have died at you know 
my grandfather died at 56 and now if you if you die at 56 now you died early if you died at 66 you died early if you died at 76 you died a little early and they didn't they didn't count on that and so now you've got a you know uh, and, and that's some of this ballooning of these uh, municipalities and the ballooning of employment in these states. They have to have massive. Uh, you know why the state of Arkansas doesn't cut? You know why we've got a workforce that's relative to size of the state government that's larger than the size of California? We need all the public employees to pay the pensions of the people that have already retired. But Laurie Lightfoot doesn't have, she has the same exact problem, but it's worse because she's in a heavily unionized uh, state and particularly city. Uh, Southern, Southern Illinois is super rural and super conservative and all over actually the, the bulk of Illinois. But you get greater Chicago, greater Chicago, Gary, over in Gary, Indiana, and that area is super, super liberal. And so there, it, I think it would scare the pensioners to death if they knew the condition of their pension. But they don't. They keep it hid. They don't tell them. They tell them what they want to tell them. But you know what Lori's going to do? The culture of death, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago. She's going to set aside some money so that you can come from... Missouri, if Missouri outlaws abortion, if uh, Arkansas outlaws abortion, and whomever else that can, you can drive from uh, Tennessee outlaws abortion, these southern conservative states, <clears throat> these hateful states that want, that want these hateful uh, red states that wants babies to, to live, these hate-mongering conservatives that want a poor saline solution over a baby injected into a mother and burn a child alive or take forceps and pull it from limb to limb apart or take forceps and these hate-mongering uh, conservatives who refuse to uh, allow forceps to be uh, uh, placed on the head of a child in the mother's womb and its, and its skull crushed. How hateful that the conservatives won't allow that. They're so bloodthirsty. But the love, the 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 party of love, love wins. You, you ever heard of that on the rainbow flag? Love wins. Love wins when you can crush the head of a baby. Love wins when you can pull its limbs apart or inject it with saline solution and burn it alive. Love wins. That's the party. That's the culture of death. Lori Lightfoot. You know what Lori Lightfoot is saying? She wants to set aside some money, even though she doesn't even have enough money for police. She has people dying by scores in her city. She wants to set aside some money so that you can come there and get a free abortion. Can't make this stuff up, folks. It's it's pathetic. It's worse than pathetic. But we got to give you the tweet of the day. Uh, and so we're going to do that right now. And uh, so thankful for uh, all of our sponsors. And Red River Your Way, that's that big car dealership who, when Doc Washburn was fired from uh, KARN, uh, he said, you know what? Uh, 
when we got together and said we're going to start a podcast and thank God for our advertisers and thank God for you guys or we wouldn't exist but because of you we do and you know the first person that called us it was Red River Your Way Mitch Ward the owner of this huge network of car dealerships and he said hey man I heard about what happened I want to advertise with you he was our first advertiser and so uh, it is my pleasure to bring to you the tweet of the day by Red River Your Way we interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. All right, Tweet of the Day brought to you by Red River Your Way. And man, there's a lot of stuff going on on Twitter. Uh, by the way, uh, while I'm while I'm moving on to our Tweet of the Day. Um, uh, you know, Robbie Starbuck, I don't know if you've been following that story in Tennessee, but uh, Robbie Star Starbuck, uh, Trump's uh, endorsed candidate who uh, actually worked for Pompeo, uh, and she is, from all accounts, she's a rhino at best. Uh, she's very moderate. But her and Robbie Starbuck, uh, who was the... Uh, conservative favorite and she uh, both of them have been removed by the uh, the executive committee of the uh, the Republican Party of, uh, of Tennessee uh, and and it's pretty nefarious I, th I think uh, I want her name's not Ortego but it's something like that uh, she was uh, she was removed uh, because she did not meet the residency requirements. Uh, Robbie Starbuck was moved because he had not voted in uh, three of the last four um, pri uh, uh, primaries. Uh, but then there was another candidate in another race that was allowed to stay, and uh, he or she didn't meet all the requirements. So there's a judge actually going to hear the case today, and we'll hear a little bit uh, more about it. So... Uh, so anyway, uh, let me get you the um, the tweet of the day here. Let's see here. I had it, and I'm trying to find it here. I'm, I got to. All right. It says, uh, this is by John McCormick. Bill Mayer uh, learned things this week that are pretty basic things. I did not know about abortion. Like in Europe, the laws are way more restricted than they are here. Also, what he learned this week was that actually more women, more women oppose abortion than men. Uh, that's, uh, that's kind of uh, interesting. Uh, have you seen the, uh, if, if you want some, if you want some entertainment, go to uh, who is just, he's just insufferable to listen to uh, but Stephen Schmidt, uh, he was the operative for John McCain, and he is as anti-Trump. He is all he's part of the Lincoln Project with William Crystal and Jonah Goldberg and uh, the rest of those yahoos. And uh, he, uh, uh, him and Megan McCain have. Uh, they're into a, a, a tift and a half, and it's uh, 
it's 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 fascinating and it's it's so much fun uh and it couldn't happen to two better people that those two are you know having their uh having their tiff publicly uh so uh, i want to encourage you uh one more time let me give you uh uh, elect.washburn.com elect.washburn.com go there and just leave a note and say hey doc man pulling for you if you can leave a few bucks that's even better uh, we'd appreciate it so much also go to the show page docwashburnshow.com make sure you share and like send it to somebody say hey uh, I want to turn you on to a new podcast I think you'll really enjoy uh, and then also I want to encourage you to go to Emerson Four and that's the the number four uh, or four uh, Emerson for Arkansas and that is uh, one of the candidates that I'm another one of the candidates that I am supporting uh, who is trying to unseat a bona fide rhino and so uh, and then uh, also I want you to go to uh, Greg Bland uh, that's B L A N D Greg Bland dot net greg bland dot net send me a, a uh, email at copeland dot donny at gmail dot com if you have any questions but it's emerson for arkansas it's uh, uh, greg bland dot net and then elect dot washburn dot com go there drop twenty uh, fifty bucks tell somebody else about it hey man uh, drop a few bucks on these guys uh, because we want to get we want to get rid of the rhinos. I hope in the next day or so uh, that it's going to come out uh, what I was told today. Uh, but there is a hammer, and I'm quoting, there's a hammer about to drop uh, on some establishment politicians. There's help coming. The Calvary's coming. Uh, good days are ahead. Uh, we're hoping that Glenn Youngkin has his Ronald Reagan moment and says enough is enough for, to these protesters. Uh, so there's bad moon rising for the establishment. Uh, we can only hope that Donald Trump says, hey, you know what? Uh, you guys put me in as speaker and uh, we'll impeach uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and uh, I'll be restored to where I should have been all along. Also, don't forget, go to Rumble uh, and you can get Dinesh D'Souza's uh, uh, channel there and watch 2,000 Mules if you've not heard about it, check it out, 2,000 Mules. Uh, don't forget to drop Doc Washburn, uh, Doc, a, a note. Just let him know, hey, you miss him. Can't wait till he gets back. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you for uh, hanging with me. Hope you have a wonderful Tuesday. I'll see you back here. I hadn't forgot about uh, our uh, little session we're going to do on uh, abortion, on immigration, on Social Security and terrorism. Those four are intricately connected. I'm going to talk about those on a slower news day. I'm saving it. I've got it ready to go. And uh, I'm going to give you my my take on it. And I believe that, uh, I believe abortion, immigration, uh, and terrorism, I believe those, and Social Security, I believe those are all intricately connected together. And, uh, and it's like, a domino effect. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a heads up when we're going to do that. Of course, you can download the show anytime at Doc Washburn Show, or you can listen to the show anytime at DocWashburnShow.com, or you can go to Spotify, uh, iHeart.